0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode thirty-one. Yes, that is three-one of Wrestle Life Radio. My name is Matt Sin. And I'm here with my friend and cousin Kyle Pauly. We're here to tell you all about WWE SmackDown, the final SmackDown for at least the time being on USA Network.
1: The season finale, I guess.
0: Yes, the season. since the uh,
1: since the season premiere of Raw is next week. The
0: Season finale, and it is the season f- uh, premiere of SmackDown next week too on mm. uh, on Fox. So, yeah, uh, before we get before we get to that though, today is September the twenty sixth, twenty nineteen, and we're here to tell you all about this day in wrestling history.
1: I'll uh, I'll do this one a Carol style or attempt to okay, go <clears throat> ahead. this day in wrestling history. That's good. Yeah, it's good. I liked it. Yeah. It's better than being bombarded by Chris's uh, voice. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! Wrestle Life is
0: going to get his revenge on you pretty soon. Can't wait to get him on the show.
1: 50-50 booking for WrestleLife uh, Radio. <laughs> uh, so uh, September 26th, uh, on this day in wrestling history, this is about from Monday Night Raw in t- the year 2011. And uh, this was an Intercontinental Championship Battle Royal With some notable names in it. Um, Drew McIntyre was one of them. Sin Cara. Uh, Alex Riley was in it. Justin Gabriel. Uh, John Morrison. uh, Formerly Johnny Nitro. Um, What are his other names? Uh, What was his Lucha Underground name?
0: Uh, Johnny Mundo. Johnny
1: Mundo, that's right. Uh, Yeah, he's in it. Daniel Bryan. Teddy Biasi Jr. Ezekiel Jackson. Forgot he even existed. Sheamus and... Who was the winner of this battle royal? None of them. They're all losers. The winner was Mr. Cody Rhodes. Wow. VP of AEW.
0: Imagine if that push would have kept going.
1: Yeah. Imagine where it uh, would have gone. I wonder if, if that was uh, a
0: four-time what? WWE champion Cody Rhodes. I wonder, I wonder which Cody Rhodes that, that was.
1: It was. It wasn't Stardust. 2011 so was
0: probably regular Cody Rhodes because Ted, Ted Jr. Was still there.
1: It's true. So maybe, he, maybe he, he, hadn't had, he hadn't had dashing or the mask yet.
0: I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway. That might've been dashing actually.
1: Yeah. Possibly.
0: I oh, don't know. It was eight years ago. It was before Stardust. Is all that I know. Yeah. So, so
1: yeah, that's this day in wrestling history. This
0: day in wrestling history.
1: Um, so SmackDown. SmackDown was fun. It was a good show. A lot more wrestling this week than there has been. Yeah. Yeah, um, so we
0: opened up, and I didn't get to watch this show live. I don't know if you did or not, but Chris texted me and said, are you watching SmackDown? And I said, no, I'm going to have to watch it in a few hours. And he said, okay, they gave Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowe in 30 minutes. Yeah, And I said, what? And he said, yeah, the opening was great. And he was right, so let me tell you what happened.
1: Also very uh, similar to last week, how they opened the show. Yeah, and Maybe that's maybe it's a thing they're going to start doing. with
0: a really good wrestling match. So Eric yeah. Rowan comes out, cuts a pretty stinking good promo. And I look at my beautiful wife, because we did watch this one together. And I said, honey, he's pretty stinking good. And she said, he is. I'm, I, she said, I figured he would be after they gave him a little bit of time to talk. And I said, yeah. I said, and it's not like, you know, he's up there. And it's not like The Rock, you know, or even like, you know, Kevin Owens, someone really good nowadays. It's not like, you know, he's up there. But you know what? He's good. And he has, like, he's been around for better part of seven, eight years now, maybe, maybe not quite that long. But he's never really talked that I can remember. And I'm, I dug the promo. It was good.
1: Yeah. I, I hope they let him and Harper talk because obviously yeah. Harper hasn't talked at all since he's come back. Um, I mean, obviously, Rose has done a pretty good job, but I hope they let uh, Harper talk when he, you know, maybe he'll get some mic time uh, when they debut on Fox or something. But I know yeah.
0: Harper's not just there to make Rowan look good. I hope they push both of them. Um, but I never thought I could like Eric Rowan. And uh, as far as being like a, an actual established star, right? man, he's changing my mind. Yeah. Even, even better than his promo, Daniel Bryan comes out, cuts him off in full gear, full gear. Mm-hmm. And, uh, says you know what he was ready for a fight he sure did he said you can run your mouth all you want but i think we should have a match right now throws his microphone down and a ref runs down to the ring because i guess that's how wrestling matches work but i don't care because they gave them 20 minutes in the ring they had a couple commercial breaks they wrestled a long time the match was friggin' awesome you had about five minutes before the match and about five minutes after the match something happened and we'll get to that in a second so again, this was a quarter of the show. And like last week when they opened with a great six-man tag, that was pretty much the only wrestling match of the show that was any good. And I literally, when I after this match ended, I thought, oh no. I hope they don't do the same thing last as last week and then this is it. This is the only good wrestling match on the show. And it wasn't. And we'll get to that soon too. Yeah. But it was great. You want to tell us a little, little more in-depth analysis of the match?
1: Uh, I will, but I will say... Uh, yesterday I ended the show in a rant with the future endeavor of the week. This all is actually right. my brass ring of the week. Uh, mainly Luke. I mean, uh, sorry, Eric Rowan and Daniel Bryan. Um, cause Daniel Bryan, he's, uh, he's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Uh, he's just fun to watch and yep. anything is done. He's really, you know, come on the last couple of years, even when he was a heel, he was a great heel to, you know um be angry at. Uh but I mean, in in this span of like a week, he's basically flipped the switch and now he's basically back to uh babyface Daniel Bryan. I mean not completely yet. He he's right. still got a little ways to go and maybe he'll have a full turn um and you know sometime maybe next week or maybe there's more to come. But even so, I mean the fans were totally behind him in this match. Um I mean, they were going crazy for him. He worked his tail off the entire time. Um, I mean, like you said, it's like a 30-minute match. So, I mean, it was it was great. Even at one okay. point, Daniel Bryan got his foot caught in the rope, which was kind of scary because I thought his head slammed on the mat, but it, uh-huh. he was okay, and he had to, you know, get out of it. And uh, But other than that, like, I mean, great, great match. Um, Rowan, you know, beat the crap out of Bryan. Um, basically, um Luke Harper interfered toward the, end of the match. Uh, Brian hit a suicide dive, and Harper jumped back up to his feet. Um, Brian backed up a little bit, and uh, Rowan pulled uh, Brian out of the apron. That's when he got caught in the rope. Um, yeah. And then uh he got like him on tank.
0: I was afraid he was going to be legitimately hurt.
1: Yeah, but he, he managed to get out of it. And they, they covered it up pretty well, too. Like It wasn't so much a mistake. It slowed down the match, but Rowan yeah. still kind of like – you know, beat upon him while he was kind of in it, and the ref tried to help him out, and Daniel Bryan like, was struggling. like He obviously didn't mean to get his foot caught in the rope, and yeah. then they transitioned out of it pretty well, which is – I know we talked last week about being able to improvise in a match and Correct. make it not seem like it, and they totally, I thought, did a good job of trying to cover it up. Um, right. So once they got him untangled, uh, Rowan uh, was able to hit the iron claw for the win. Uh, so then Rowan and Harper jumped in the ring, continued the beatdown, and Roman Reigns ran out for the save. Um, but uh, Rowan and Harper were able to take over until Brian got back to, up to his feet and made the save for Reigns. And so uh, they they teamed up and, you know, was able to cl- clear the ring of Rowan and Harper. Um, he, Reigns went to go help Brian up after the skirmish, and Brian slapped his hand away. which he, So he's still kind of heelish. Right. Um, but Brian got up and um, made the challenge to Rowan and Harper saying that, you know, um, he asked the fans for one word answer if, you know, he wanted to see Brian and Reigns beat uh beat up Rowan and Harper. And the fans broke out in a yes chant and babyface Daniel Bryan was pretty much back and he's had the crowd going crazy. Uh, everybody wanted to see this match. So, I mean, people are excited for it.
0: Yeah. And you know what? I'm okay with it. Uh, I've seen some people say, you know, Roman Reigns has had all these like weird tag team matches you know he had the one with the undertaker and obviously he had the ones with the shield and now he's having this with daniel bryan i don't care man all i want and i know people hated on roman reigns before he had his cancer scare now he's back and people are cheering him but let's be fair it is a tv show so it's okay for people to boo him and he's he's not really getting a lot of that what they need to do, though, until they're ready to put the title on him, they need to keep him away from that title for quite some time. Because as long as he's in the main event scene, but he doesn't have that title around his waist, I think that he'll continue getting cheered. I think that's kind of what they need to do. People were just tired of him because he was the new Cena. He had the, you know, he beat everybody. He was Super Reigns. He has. He's even got the Superman Punch. I mean, he yeah. uh, always had the title. He was always in the title picture. Keep him away from it for a while longer. And then when people get really sick of Brock Lesnar, who's going to beat Kofi Kingston next week, if you want to put the towel on Reigns then, that's fine. you got to be real careful with it because you've got him in a really good spot now and you don't want to screw it up.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's what they're doing they I think they're purposely keeping him away. They're keeping him in a prominent storyline, but not, you know, giving him the title and kind of, you know, pushing him like crazy and shoving him down the fans throat again, which it's probably what they should have done all along. If they wanted to get this guy over. Um, I mean, just, they should, at least they should know by now that force feeding the fans doesn't necessarily work anymore. So, um, I think it's smart for them to do this. Um, especially pairing him with Daniel Bryan and, uh, even it's crazy. And and another reason why I'm giving, um, Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowe and the brass ring this week is because this storyline has been so terrible at points. Like it's been so dumb, but I mean, here we are, you know, and they're having a great match and getting you excited about the tag matches coming up. So, hey, I have no complaints. I, I thought this was great. Uh, I'm excited for the match that they're going to have and see where it's going. It's crazy how they turn that, the crappy, you know, Roman Reigns killing storyline with Derrick Rowan and all the dumb <laughs> stuff.
0: Into, I missed uh, Derrick
1: Rowan. Yeah. I wonder if he'll make an appearance and help him, help uh, his buddies out, his his brother, Eric Rowan. And uh, I'm going to
0: say probably
1: not. Yeah. Probably. He's probably not gonna after I think he's, he's done. Yeah. He'll probably never be back, but
0: no. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man. But yeah, I was really, yeah, I just, I really like they opened up with a really great match. Um, We went from this and we had another backstage segment with Kofi Kingston and Michael Cole. I didn't like this one nearly as good as the Becky Lynch one, but uh, you're, you are really good at explaining these. So why don't you tell me your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, I mean, like I'm saying, uh, sitting down with Michael Cole is like, you know, a recipe for disaster most of the time. But I think lately they've gotten a little better. And I agree this was not as good as the Becky Lynch one just because she's been so awesome. But Kofi did a pretty good job. Uh, I did like at the very beginning of it where Cole introduced him and he was like, come on, man, you got to do better than that. And he did his his intro and uh, he was like, yeah, shake your hips a little bit. Cole was like, I'm not. Remember last time I tried to do that, and then Kobe's like, right. Yeah, I don't. Never mind. <laughs> so they kind of acknowledged that Cole's a bit of a loser. So that was good. Yeah. It was uh, fun. Yeah. And he basically just, you know, sat, sat down and talked about uh, Cole asking why he accepted Lesnar's challenge. And he just noted he's a fighting, fighting champion. Uh, it's impossible to prepare for Lesnar, but he's ran down a list of all the superstars he's beaten uh, Randy Orton, Kevin Owens. Um, uh, who else? Daniel Bryan. So he just kind of went through a list of everybody he's beaten already. He's like, these some of the greatest people of all time. So, um, uh, he said he's feeling the pressure defending the title on SmackDown's debut, but yeah, he's said he's not ready to give up the title. Uh, and he promised he's going to walk out of the Fox premiere as the WWE champion. Uh, I think he's a liar, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I, I like Kofi, Kofi Kingston. Uh, um, right.
1: And I think at, only, at least if he does lose it to Lesnar, they have a pretty good program that they do from there. I don't want to see Lesnar just beat him and then Kofi just go back to being a new day and you know all that. I think he needs a, and he deserves a good program with Lesnar if they are going to give him right. the belt, which I know Chris is probably kicking and screaming as I talk about this. But
0: well, the thing is, Brock Lesnar is going to be a full timer now, so I think that's one of Chris's biggest complaints. And temporarily a full timer, but my, the only way I can see Kofi retaining is this match is two days before Hell in a Cell. So I can see them having some kind of screwy finish and then immediately giving him a rematch two days two days later. Yeah. They'd have to basically immediately. Right. So uh, that's the only thing I can see. And maybe. Maybe it'll happen. We'll see. Yeah,
1: I do feel like just being Vince, he likes to have big moments on these shows like for the so you remember them. So that's why I see... I kind of lean towards Lesnar winning because he, you know, Vince at least still thinks the title changes are a big deal. So, um, you know, he might try to do something like that. as like a big, you know, the Fox debut. He wants something big to go off the show. And I feel like a DQ finish would kind of take away from that. But I I could see it that way, too, of them just trying to build up to Hell in the Cell. I think it'd be smart. Um, but we'll see what they do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I hope they do something with it, but we'll see uh next we had chad gable he came out in action chad gable and i thought okay what goober is he gonna beat and it wasn't ec3 but it was a goober and it was maria kanellis's manager mike canellis yep but mike comes out and he's like hey I, and before this i'm sorry gable did cut a promo on baron corbin it was fine nothing nothing to write home about is that right
1: yeah and the fans were kind of Giving him what chance? I also liked. It made me laugh. I had actually to stop it and like rewind it because I was laughing so hard. He like picked up the mic and I, I don't remember exactly if it was right before he said anything or if he had just said something. But some guy immediately just, just shut up <laughs> 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 or said, or basically told him to be quiet or something. And I was just uh, like, Aw, "Oh, awesome. this is not." It was fine, I guess. Awesome. Um, yeah,
0: he's not a great. He's not a great promo, but you know, he's still really he hasn't had a lot of opportunity. So let's give him some opportunity to see how he does. If Eric Mike Rowan out,
1: can do it, Chad Gable can exactly, learn. <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh, Mike comes out there and he's like, I'm here to prove to my wife that he made a short joke, of course, because you have to. And I think he's like three inches taller than Chad Gable, maybe. And he's yeah. like, I'm here to prove to my wife that I'm a man, blah, 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 which I don't have any idea why he would fight for his wife if she's talking about how she cheated on him. She's been cheating him like treating him like crap.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. I thought he'd given up after the Rusev thing. He was just like, fine, whatever. And apparently he's still doing it. So, yeah.
0: But it doesn't matter. Chad Gable beat him in about 45 seconds. So Chad Gable squashed someone. And as soon as it was over, I look at my beautiful wife and I said, that is exactly what needs to happen. And I know I don't care for squash matches, but at least it wasn't a jobber. And there is no way that if you want to push Chad Gable, that Mike Canella should get any offense on him whatsoever. Chad Gable had this awesome rolling German. He had a belly to belly overhead suplex, put him in an ankle lock match. Over, I mean Mike Knollis tapped immediately. It was absolutely
1: perfect. I do think he uh, he's definitely a jobber. I don't know why you think he's yeah. not a jobber. Well, he's not, he's <laughs> he also got a, beat. He also know. tapped out to uh, Becky Lynch. So. <laughs>
0: Becky, Lynch is a man, though, dude. Come on, it's okay. It's true, yeah. Although Baron Corbin no-sold her punches like I don't know what, man. (laughs) You remember that? That was awful. That was awful.
1: So we got Charlotte backstage now. Oh, wait, you forgot uh, the uh, after the match, which... Yeah, Elias! Yeah, so this almost... This was another candidate for um, future endeavor because I'm tired of the short jokes. I mean, we've talked about this a hundred times. Like, beating people over the head that Chad Gable is short is going to make people think that Chad Gable is short. Why right. are you doing this to your baby face? I thought maybe that, you know, since King of the Rings was over, and that Corbin, you know, won in the end, maybe they're going in a different direction now, and Ch- Chad Gable can start winning on his own, and people will just forget about it, even with the dumb Mike Ellis joke. But no, even after, he, you know, he destroys the guy who just called him short. Elias comes on the big screen with a guitar, and he sings a song all about Chad Gable being short. Not only – this is why it was close to me for being the Future Endeavor because it this also pissed me off. Not only was it dumb because he was making fun of Chad Gill being short, not only was he pointing out that he's kind of short and that it might put in the fans' mind, but after every line that he sang and every punchline he had in the song, the fans were laughing. (laughs) Not a whole bunch of them, but they were laughs. And I'm just like so – Chad Gable, who you just gave a squash match to, made him look dominant, is now standing in the ring with his hands on his hips as a guy tells him how short he is, and the fans are laughing at him. That's fair. Like, I was just, like, gripping the couch, about to rip my cushion apart in anger, because I was just (laughs) like, why would you do that to anybody? But uh, I'm tired of the short jokes. It's not... Who cares if he's short? Like he's, he, he's an Olympian. Let him just kill people like he did Mike Kanellis and let him move on. But no, they got to set up a story. So somebody has to call him short again. And like I said, not even just him calling him short, but the, the he was, it was set up in a way that he just had to look dumb. Cause he's standing there listening to this guy, you know, talk bad about him and the fans are laughing. It was just did not look good at all for Chad Gable. And basically, undid anything they were trying to do to get him over here, I thought. So I hated this. Uh, not as bad as Seth Rollins being a dweeb, but Chad Gable looks kind of like a dweeb here.
0: Yeah, unfortunately. But Elias is, Elias is entertaining, at least. Um, but yeah, I totally, totally get where you're coming from. Yeah. So now that I accidentally skipped Elias, sorry, Elias, and we have Charlotte backstage, and she sees our truth, and she says, Truth, have you seen Carmella? And he's like, Carmella, I don't know anyone named Carmella because he forgot about her. And Charlotte's like, oh, we know you know where she is. And she comes out like the door right behind him. And she goes, it's okay, Truth. It's okay. And they have a little back and forth. And Carmella goes, I don't know what's gotten into Bailey. We've been friends for years, which apparently they were friends at NXT, and I've forgotten about that. So forgive me.
1: Baymella. Like,
0: yeah. Is that what they were called? Is that a real uh thing?
1: yeah, I think so. At least that was huh. their like best friend name.
0: Yeah, and, and Carmela said, This is not the Bailey I know. And Charlotte said, This is exactly the Bailey I know. And I'm like, that's a pretty good line. It was delivered well. And she said, I need you to focus on the match tonight, not on this 24 7 thing. And she's like, don't worry. And then they go to the ring. We get a commercial. It's fine. Um, so I should makes and Bailey come out. Carmella and Charlotte come out. The match was pretty good, right? I mean, I guess that's probably the best thing I can say about it. It wasn't bad. It was basically Carmella taking, you know, Sasha Banks and Bayley's offense almost the whole match. Right. One thing that I really hated at the end, and you can tell me if this bothered you, is, and, and they do this a lot, you know, people, if, if I'm, if, if wrestling is real, all right, in, in the world of kayfabe, and my partner, who's been getting beaten up all match, is, has, has my it is being put in my opponent's finishing move. It's it's a it's, a, it's a, a submission move. Right. Would you sit there and stare at them, or would you get in and break it up?
1: Uh. Well, Charlotte. Uh, that's exactly what she did. <laughs> she
0: um, the whole time.
1: Yeah. She just stood there and let her tap out.
0: Makes no sense. And, like, they, they either have to have a better camera angle or they need to set it up where Charlotte got knocked out of the ring. Yeah,
1: Something- like, she she wasn't even like, you know, it wasn't that Bailey, like, knocked her down and she was, like, struggling to get up and couldn't quite make it up to her feet in time to see what was happening. No, she was standing there, staring, standing there for a while. <laughs> staring at Carmella in this, you know, finishing submission movie, the bank statement, and just watched her tap and she just kind of rolled her eyes. And then no. what was even more baffling, so after that, um, uh, people start running. A bunch of women start running out because Truth runs out and grabs Carmella, and he takes her into the crowd as you know all the girls chase him or chase oh. him and her out. Yeah, so they chased him out of the arena because they're going out to the twenty four seven title now. So then after that, Flair um, gets attacked by Banks and Bailey, and she tried to fight him off for a little bit, but then ended up getting you know getting the worse of it. But I was sitting there while she's getting beat up. I was like, "Well, you deserve it because." You could have had a tag team partner like helping you out if you hadn't let her just get submitted. Like, you let her get submitted and like took her out of the equation. So now it's two on one. So you're getting what you deserve. But uh, luckily, Becky Lynch is a better person than Charlotte is. And she ran out for the save.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I liked how Truth picked up Carmella and started, you know, running away with her because she was knocked out. Like, it was, it was funny. But yeah, like, I, I, it, it. I don't know, just little nitpicky things. Like, There's a lot of, like, I, I want to do a roundtable with me, you, and Chris and just talk about the things that nit, that, that really bother you that are nitpicky about wrestling. And I mean, I that's basically
1: all my reviews on. every week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. But, um, yeah, so that bothered me, but whatever. Becky Lynch came out. She made the save. It was cool. Whatever. Unlikely Allies. I think that set up a... A tag match for next Friday on Fox with Charlotte and Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks and Bayley. And I will tell you, as I said, when they had their last tag match, they can fight forever. I'm cool with it. They're all so good, especially when, when they're in the ring with each other. And I hope that they have a fatal four-way at WrestleMania, and I'd be okay if it man have ended. I really would. They're so good.
1: Yeah. I so. can see that.
0: Yeah. Um... So we had Shinsuke Nakamura and Ali next. And this is one of those things where the match should have been amazing and it was really good. There was one spot where, and I'm not exaggerating because SmackDown is live, I thought Ali really hurt himself. He went out for a suicide dive, but instead of Shinsuke catching, you know, letting him get hit and then uh, Ali's feet going down first, he ran into Shinsuke and then went forward and landed head first into the ground. And I really thought he was hurt. Luckily he got up immediately because if he didn't get up, I feel like the, the ref would have immediately came out and be like, are you dead, bro? Everything good? Because it looked miserable. I'm so glad the dude was okay. Yeah. Uh, this match was fine. Ali was kind of getting the upper hand. Sami Zayn distracted him. Ali chased Sami Zayn in the ring. Sami slides in. Ali slides in. Kinshasa... One two three. I just don't know what they're doing with Ali because he looks so strong, and I feel like I don't know when we say Ali and Cedric Alexander and Ricochet, they're all they're not the same guy. They're, they are different, but they're they're kind of the same style of wrestler, and it's like the WWE doesn't know what to do with any of them.
1: Yeah, they all keep losing.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, and they just give Ali this big. in the out.
1: same way, pretty much like.
0: Yeah. I think he's won one match since he came back, and that was to set up an Intercontinental Title match. So, I, I don't know. It just bothers me.
1: And he won this King of the Ring match, too, right?
0: Uh, he won the first one, yeah. Right. Yeah, you right. But, yeah, other
1: than that, they haven't really been doing anything with him after the, the Kofi Kingston thing. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, I'm just glad, you know, Sammy wasn't on the mic again, and Shinsuke just kind of did his thing. But, you know, it's whatever.
0: Yeah, I hate these guys together. We talked about it yesterday on the Raw show. I hate them so much. I love them both so much. I hate them together so much. Yes,
1: I agree completely. It's a bummer.
0: It's a bummer. Uh, the New Day, we're coming out there. And first of all, I want to say how great Big E is. I absolutely love the New Day. And Big E gets in the corner, and he's got his arms on the top rope. like he's, But instead of standing in the corner, he's got his legs out in a split on the middle rope. And it's just so funny. He's just such an entertaining, charismatic guy. And I, I hope that he does not turn on Kofi, but I hope that he gets a shot at the WWE title or the Universal title at some point. I'm really high on Big E. I like him a lot. I don't want them to split up the new day, but I, I hope he gets a shot because...
1: Well, I the th- commentators were actually discussing that in the match. And I was as soon as they said it, I was like, well, they might be discussing it for a reason. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's a total possibility. Yeah. Uh, and I, I kind of agree. Like, I mean, we've said that, you know, you did, before they won the tag titles, we didn't see them winning it again. We thought they might've run its course, but they put on some good matches since winning the belt. So I would yeah. kind of hate to see them split up. I mean, maybe if they do anything, it's Kofi away from them and they right. could still let Biggie and Xavier Woods do their thing. And I mean, I'd be fine with that, I guess, but Yeah. I mean, but if also if Biggie wants to go do his own thing, I'd be fine with that too. I think really all of them could do be fine on their own. Yeah, um, but they are really good together as well. Um, yeah, and they went against the uh, the B team here, who apparently are just heels now.
0: Yeah, and they're but they're on TV. That makes me happy. It's true.
1: I wonder if they did their theme music. I mean they they clearly were heels again. Um, I don't know if they you know decided to turn bad in their you know, chasing the 24 uh, seven title around or whatever. <laughs> if that's when they turn heel and we just didn't see it. Yeah, but, um, I w- yeah, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, I wonder if they came out and did their B team, B team, go, go, go chant. They
0: Absolutely did.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> but then they, during the match, when they got the, uh, the advantage on the outside, they ran around the ring. They did the B train with uh Bo Dallas and Alex. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, Axel. And, uh,
0: <laughs> Bo Dallas did his like Bo
1: Lee thing, so
0: Oh man, they were doing the they were doing the the B train though, and Big E gets up and he's like he's behind them. So it's Bo Dallas and then Curtis Axel and then Big E gets up and he's doing it with them and then he attacks Curtis Axel from behind and then he's chasing Bo Dallas in the ring. It was it's so funny. It was so good.
1: And then he got in the ring and New Day hit the midnight hour and picked up the win.
0: Which they called the Midnight Hour on TV. You know, they call it the Up, Up, Down, Down for a while. And I don't know why they don't do that anymore. But whatever. It's not not that important, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think the Midnight Hour is probably a pretty good name.
0: Yeah. Um, Mandy and Sonia Deville are backstage. They're heading to the ring and Mandy's got her Maxim. Mandy Rose posing in Maxim, by the yeah, way. Chris's
1: favorite character, by the way. Yeah.
0: yeah, Mandy Rose. He loves her. And so she's she's got some Maxim magazines. She's signed them and she's handing them out to people. And Sonny Deville goes, "Come on, Mandy, we're on the way to the ring," and my wife pops because she loves Sonny Deville and hates Mandy Rose, and she's like, "This is it, it's happening." And I said, uh, you're, "You might be, you know, counting your chickens before they hatch here." So Otis comes and he's like, "Can I have a selfie?" And Mandy's like, "Sure." Actually, I don't don't think she said sure. She was just kind of like, okay, very uncomfortable. She took the selfie with Otis. She gave him a magazine, and uh, Tucker comes up. They were very, very excited to see Mandy Rose and Maxim. So we have Fire and Desire and the Kabuki Warriors, and the Kabuki Warriors still have that terrible, 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 terrible theme where they go back and forth. They don't have page with them.
1: Yeah, I was going to say they are pageless. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they are pageless. And, uh, the match ended, uh, let me say Kyrie Sane had a rough night and Kyrie's an incredible worker and I'm not talking bad about her. She does such a good job, but she had a rough night. Her hat came off when she was coming to the ring. It was fine. And at some point, Mandy Rose in the match gave Corey Graves a signed copy of the magazine who of course marked out because he was very excited. He loves Mandy Rose. He finds her super attractive. And so at one point, Kyrie Sane's on the outside and Mandy grabs the magazine from him. And she's got it in Kyrie's face. And she says, you will never look like me. And Kyrie kicks up and misses the book completely. <laughs> so she has to kick it a second time to kick it out of her hand. It was, it was just, it was so bad. It, it was a faint
1: is what it was. She, she was yeah. feigning her with the, with the kick and uh, then came from the bottom and then kicked it out. Obviously. Yeah. I was also very surprised that this was not on Retzel Botch before I watched this. <laughs> Cause it was very bad. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Yeah, she
1: completely it was, whiffed.
0: It was something else, man. But, yeah, so Kyrie pinned Mandy Rose with the insane elbow. And afterwards, Sonya looked upset, dude. And I thought I'd missed
1: what? something. Stop. I mean, I, I obviously, they you know they had the, a little bit of an exchange backstage. And like you said, Carol picked up on it and thought it might, there might be a dissension. But other than that, there wasn't really – Obviously, Manny had the magazine. It was like gloating during the match. But uh, – When it happened, I was, you know, Sonya was getting in and complaining, but I was like, did she like hit her at some point or was there actually a something that, yeah, I thought I get it. I guess why she's a little bit trying to say like she was complaining, but other than that, like Sonya just got hit out of the ring and then Mandy got double teamed and they lost. So I was just like, I mean, it's not really, she just got double teamed. Like, what are you mad about? But
0: I guess they're going to
1: say that she was, you know, gloating too much and. That's why DeVille was angry.
0: Wasn't Mandy also the one that took the pin in the tag title match? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I believe so. So, I don't know. The only problem with this, and again, you can break them up and that's fine. But you've got like four women's tag teams and you've got belts. So, you got to have people challenge for them. So, I, I, I... I don't know. I mean, they might as well just retire the belts. They're so worthless right now.
1: And even the iconics are basically. I mean, uh, I saw Billy Kay running after Carmella, so she's kind of doing that. But I haven't seen Peyton. I don't think she was there when she was running after
0: the. A little bit of time off because of her honeymoon with Sean Spears, but I thought that was like two weeks. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's been like a month. Yeah. So yeah it was it, maybe it's hinting at something, but like and I would love for them to split them up, and let them do their own thing, but at the same time, like don't you have to have tag teams to wrestle in this division? you got like four, four or five, I don't know, whatever um throughout the whole show, and i didn't I didn't say this because it's just it didn't really matter, but it showed Shane McMahon with his three attorneys backstage, and it, I think it happened twice before here. So now he, he, the, we come back from commercial. He's in the ring with his three attorneys. Thank God he didn't take up time with his whole intro. What he did have was best in the world for like 14 minutes. It's a slight exaggeration, but uh, he comes out. He calls out Kevin Owens. He says, hey, Kevin, I'll even play your music. Kevin's music hits. He comes in through the crowd. And the short version of this, and we can go over the whole thing, or we could go over the whole thing, but for the short version is they ended up with Shane saying, you can come back. I'll drop your fine. I'll resign you. You drop ba- the law.
1: He basically said you have two options. Option Correct. one, I hold you up in court for years. You know, you will do appeal after appeal after appeal. You'll spend millions of dollars and you'll be out of a job. And so it'll put stress on your family mm-hmm. or option two. You can drop the lawsuit I'll reinstate you and drop the fine, which honestly is not a bad deal. No. <laughs> it's kinda, no. I mean, I guess you could argue that like, uh, even though Owens has been dumb in this feud several times, yes. it could be, you know, it, it might be kind of dumb to do that. Cause then you might think, well, if shame man's still in power. He'll just end up screwing him somehow and, you know, getting it back. So, I mean, maybe Owens is smart in that way by not taking it, but um, he kind of teased it, accepting it for a little bit, but then, he went to go shake his hand and then moved his hand and said, uh, actually, Shane, you're more of an idiot than I thought you were. And uh, he basically said, you know, lawyers and courtrooms make me sick. But uh, the only thing that makes me sicker is McMahon in the locker room. And he Correct. noted that the lawsuit isn't about money. It's about uh, getting under his skin and he wants to see Shane McMahon fired. So his solution was to challenge Shane McMahon to one final match. And if Shane McMahon wins... Owens drops the lawsuit and he stays fired. He'll never see him again. But if Owens wins, Shane McMahon is done. He'll he'll be fired. So, uh, Shane said, well, "What's the catch, Owens?" And Owens said, "Well, there's no catch, but I don't want this to be a regular, you know, wrestling match. I want to be able to punish you, you know, the way I want to punish you." So he basically said, "I challenge you to a ladder match." With the legal documents hanging above the ring, and uh, is is that going to be at Hell in a Cell, or is that supposed to be on the next week on SmackDown?
0: That's going to be at Hell in a Cell.
1: Okay, yeah. So, yeah, so Hell in a Cell ladder match between Shane and Kevin Owens. So Shane's going to kill himself off the yes. ladder at some point, and hopefully he lives through it.
0: <laughs> What's probably going to happen is Shane McMahon is going to pull Jeff Hardy, and he's going to get the top of the ladder. But instead of grabbing the briefcase, he's gonna jump out of the ring onto a table, and Kevin's gonna move. That's my prediction. June 26, 2019. You heard it here first. All right. Yeah, so um, we didn't do it yesterday because we ran out of time. Our last show went really long. So tell me for oh no, there's one more, there's one more show. I was, was more, about to say Yeah, forgive yeah. me before we get to this grade. Um, Becky Lynch was cutting a promo on Sasha Banks and it probably would have been good because all of her promos have been good recently. It did not matter because Sasha Banks absolutely just clobbered her from behind, which is funny because Becky was talking about how Sasha Banks can't do anything on her own, and how she's always needed Bailey or someone else. Yeah.
1: I did like this better too, because instead of the usual Becky Lynch with her back, you know, facing the, um, facing the person interviewing her. And then like somebody just comes off the, out of frame and hits you or whatever they were down a long hallway and you saw Sasha come around the corner and just like run at Becky. So you saw her coming the whole time and she just leveled Becky. Like I actually like that a lot better. It was really cool because you knew it and you could anticipate it, but you just, you
0: know that Becky couldn't see her. So it was really, really cool. Becky got no offense in here really. Like they traded punches for a little while, but Sasha won this match or won this fight by a long shot. Um, and for some reason, there was like a chain link fence backstage. Just uh, one guess-
1: standing <laughs> chain link fence.
0: <laughs> yep, one standing chain link fence to give it a uh, uh, <laughs> to give it a hell in the cell shot, I guess. So she's like hitting Becky against it. She pushes her face against it, and I guess so they could it could seem like it's moving, like the camera was zooming in and out, which was awful. I didn't like that. Um, yeah, then Becky fell down, and Sasha like slams her leg into the chain link fence, which looked kind of weak, but whatever. Uh, two people begged Sasha off. Sasha walks off and SmackDown closes.
1: It did look kind of lame with just the one fence there. It was like, yeah. it, looked like it was, it could have easily just fallen over when she pushed her yep. face up against it. And like you said, she slammed her leg against it and it's just like, all right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Becky did a good, uh, maybe they'll play off something. Cause she was clutching her ribs the whole time. Um, Becky did get a, like, she started kind of in control, but then Sasha threw her against the, uh, one of those crates or whatever. And she right. kind of was holding her ribs from that point on. So maybe they'll tease it like a rib injury or something for Lynch. Kind of give so. uh, give her a reason to be hobbling into hell in the cell.
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, who will definitely get more over with her injury than her dork of a boyfriend or fiance. I yes. I say. Grade this SmackDown for, for me. She's a
1: fighting champion, not like her... Yeah. Uh, dork of a boyfriend who's
0: a complaining champion
1: yes so uh yeah this this um uh this episode of smackdown was pretty fun uh, for the most part there wasn't it wasn't a full-on recap show like it normally is and uh even like the video packages they had were like showing stuff that happened actually on smackdown to carry the stories on smackdown forward and not stuff that happened on raw and you know all this other stuff so i enjoyed the show um still wasn't perfect it had some stuff on here that was a little bit questionable. And uh, like I said, the Chad Gable thing really, you know, pissed me off because <laughs> uh, I was just, yeah, yeah it, I'm tired of it. But for the most part, it's a good show. I'll give it a B minus. It's good.
0: That's good. I actually liked it a lot better than you did. I'll be honest oh. with you. Um, I, there were some things that really bothered me about, the, uh, let me say this. There weren't a lot of things that really bothered me about this show. There were a couple little things that were kind of inconsistent, a couple things that kind of bothered me, but with this incredible opening segment, with segment match segment all doing having to do with Daniel Bryan, absolutely incredible, and they they treated Chad Gable so perfect. Uh, with the match, not with the last thing, but with the match like this. Exa- I literally, as soon as it was over, I looked at my wife and said, that's what needed to happen. And I think I've already said that in the show, but it was, it, it absolutely did. And I wanted to point out it again. Um, I think it's cool. If Sonya Deville gets a singles push, I don't really want Mandy Rose to, I would love to see Sonya Deville be one of the women's champions. I, I really like her a lot. Um, the tag team match was fine. There was there was not a bad match though like there wasn't a bad match on the show I think it's okay to have a short match when it has a reason to be I there there was no point in the show where I'm like okay looking at my looking at my watch can, when is it going to be over it was fun man I I'm gonna give it an A minus I think it's the best SmackDown in a long time hmm. so I, I really, have they
1: confirmed if this is going to be three hours on Fox?
0: Uh, they have not confirmed that as far as I know. It's two hours. And I know if they, if it's going to be three hours, they would have said it. So for right now, it'll definitely be two. Maybe. I really That'll... hope
1: they keep it at two. Cause, and I really wish they would just take Raw back to two. I mean, I know they're making a ton of money, so they're not going to. But yeah. that's another thing that makes SmackDown a lot easier and probably less likely for them to do stupid stuff. Is it's because right. it's an hour shorter. And they don't have mm-hmm. to cram everything, you know, try to cram everything in, you know. Uh, I mean, they they don't feel like they have to fill. Cut everything out. The three, you know, three hours and like, yeah, drag everything out and just throw in stupid stuff like two hours is like I I think Triple H just said at one point, like two hours is like the magic number of like, you know, you could do as much as you need to do and kind of leave people wanting more. Whereas three hours, I mean, there's no way to make people wanting more like it's always going to kind of drag. So that's I mean, for that reason, I've enjoyed Smackdown, um, you know, more than raw most weeks. So I really hope when it moves to Fox, when it has its season premiere uh, in a, in a week, that uh, they keep it on two hours. Yeah,
0: I'm pretty confident it will. I can't imagine them going, oh surprise, three hours. So I think it'll be it'll be fine. Right. Um,
1: so but you know if it's successful, and you know whenever their contract comes back up, WWE is going to be like, hey, now we're doing good let's do this third hour. Like it is on Raw. It works for USA and I just have, you know, money's going to change it, but I don't know. We'll see. Well,
0: it just depends. They got to draw better ratings too. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Right. So let's talk a little bit about next week before we close the show. Um, Next week's going to be really busy for all of us. So, we all won't be on all the shows. There's even a small possibility that some of us will do a show alone. Next week, we have to review Raw. We have to review SmackDown, which is going to happen on a Friday night. We have to review AEW and NXT, which are happening on the same night. And we all, ideally, will all three be on the preview show for Hell in a Cell. So, it's going to be a very busy week for us next week. Uh, So with that said, I do have some exciting news. Uh, Raw will actually be posted on Tuesday next week because uh, we won't need to be watching SmackDown on Tuesday night. So we'll be posting Raw on Tuesday. And SmackDown will either be posted Friday night as soon as it's over. Don't count on that, but it's possible. Or on Saturday. So you'll get some pretty quick answers. I'm not sure. I don't think any of us know when we're going to be posting NXT or AEW, but we're really excited about that. It's going to be a super cool uh, a super cool week, and then we'll post the uh, Hell in a Cell preview show on Friday or Saturday as well. So uh, we got a lot going on next week. Please tell your friends about us. This is this is a really big week for us. So if you enjoy the show, if you enjoy listening to the show, or if you're friends with any of us and you hate the show, please tell your friends anyway. We really appreciate it.
1: I hate this show. Go listen to it.
0: Exactly. My name is Matt. You can find me on Instagram at Twitter at WrestleLifeMatt. Matt. You can find Chris on Instagram at Chris Cumby and on Twitter at WrestleLifeHeel. Kyle, where can they find you on Instagram? At Kyle.Polly. You can find us all on Instagram at WrestleLife Radio and on Twitter at WrestleLifePod. Pod. And one final announcement on Tuesday. If you follow her on YouTube, Rain from WWE What If will be our special guest. So tune in to check her out and we'll uh we'll have a really good show. We're excited to have her on. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 31 of Wrestle Life Radio. I'm really tired and I have some editing to do. Have a wonderful night. See you guys.